You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout a Buffalo football podcast hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Wingnuts in Amherst, 1402 Millersport Highway. This is standing room only right now. This is the most crazy environment that I've ever seen for one of these live podcasts. We're just coming up on a year. We started doing these Wingnuts shows right around playoff time last year. We're going to preview Bills versus Chiefs. It is 24 hours away. We got the Houston Texans. Not doing their part right now. Is kind of hoping for a home game next week so we don't have to travel if the Bills win. But we'll get into that in a little while. I'm here with the OGs, Ed and Alicia. It is story time. As we start off all of these uh, podcasts live here, what do you got for us today, Ed? Well, today we're going to read from our book number two of our guest books. And this is appropriately so. Folks from Pardon My Take who have signed the book. And starting with PFT commentator, these are the best chicken wings in the world, 10 out of 10. And then from Big Cat, greatest wings ever, let's go Buffalo. And then best wings I've ever had from Billy. And then from the El Presidente, the the PMT boys built those up to be the best wings of all time. They're more than they've more than lived up to the hype. Best wings ever. Thanks for the hospitality. Go Pats, Dave Portnoy. So thank you, PMT. And next time we're on, we will do a little bit more out of the books. Go ahead, Alicia. Just want to invite you all to be part of history. Come sign our book at Millersport. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. There it is. So I gotta. I can't spin the. Uh, camera around because last time I did that we lost audio and we don't want any tech issues here tonight but it is literally standing room only here at Wingnuts Bar and Grill 1402 Millersport Highway the drink specials are amazing the drinks are flowing the wings are flying it's a it's a Buffalo football weekend and there's no better place to be than Wingnuts Bar and Grill right. what does this feel like to you I, I gotta ask you I'm humbled I'm 
thankful to God. I'm thankful to you guys for doing your show here. Thankful to the Kansas City crew to come in and, and shoot us here in Buffalo. I don't have enough thank yous for everything going on here. But you're all great. Well, I got to give one big thank you because Wingnuts wouldn't be here without you two. Thank you so much for always allowing us to come into your house, talk a little Bills football. We appreciate you. Big one tomorrow. What do you think, by the way? We should get your prediction here. Oh, I'll, I'll never stop rooting for the Bills. You, you know, go Bills. I really think uh, we have a, a more well-rounded team, but Josh Allen all the way. There it is. Give it up for Ed and Alicia. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. If you're watching live on YouTube right now, thank you so much. Hit that like button. Subscribe as well. So Ed, Ed mentioned uh, Kansas City reporters are in the house tonight. McKen uh, yeah, you want to hand that to her? Oh, yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> Mackenzie Nelson, uh, it's been a busy night for you. You've been you do, doing an interview. You've been eating a lot of chicken wings. What's uh, your experience been in Buffalo so far? Well, I have to start with when we landed at 2 o'clock. I walked off the plane, and I got a ton of booze. So okay. I feel like that's going to be a great sign for what's to come tomorrow. Warm welcome to Buffalo, I have to say. We're going to talk about that in a little while, but this is Patrick Mahomes' first, first road, road playoff, playoff game. game. This is uncharted territory for the Kansas City Chiefs. Has that been like a big talking point in Kansas City this week, or is it just like, no big deal? Somewhat. I mean, not really. I, I mean, it is talked about, but he hasn't had to play one because, you know, he's so good. So. <laughs> but it has been talked about, but I don't think that's going to uh, play a factor at all in how he plays tomorrow. One of the coolest things about the Chiefs-Bills rivalry, I, I mean, I go to so many cities. I see the interactions between, you know, Bills fans are famous. So are. When, when, when there's a road playoff game, I almost feel like the the visiting or the home team welcoming in the visiting team. It's like an experience for them. Yes. But there's a, a, a silent respect between Chiefs and Bills fans mm -hmm. because I feel like they're two quarterbacks. There's like, we got these guys, you don't. Yeah, and there's yeah. like that excitement. What's yeah. the view of Bills Mafia from Kansas City? I think there's definitely a lot of respect because like you said, both these fan bases are so extreme. They're so passionate about their fans or their team. And it's just like very exciting to see Bill's Mafia here in person. Cause we've only seen you guys when you come to Kansas city, you know, I have not been here before. So to be here to see just the support, it's the exact same as what you would see if you were in Kansas city with chiefs kingdom. Um, let everybody know where they can find your coverage. Cause they're, yeah. they're going to want to probably find that tomorrow as they're tracking this game. If you want to get chiefs coverage, you can tune in to NBC in Kansas City, KSHB 41, the home of the Chiefs. Do we have any Chiefs fans in here? It's packed, but I don't, I don't I know. See, I've seen at least one Chiefs fan. This one? Who wants to make no. an appearance a little bit later on. So, oh, my gosh. Listen, I give credit to, to, to the opposing team. We had a Pittsburgh Steelers fan in here yeah. a couple weeks ago, a Dolphins fan a couple that weeks ago. Go well. It's fun. We should all kind of congregate together yes. and talk about football. Honestly, I was shocked at the warm welcome. I mean, the, the warm welcome you guys gave us, you fed us, you've been kind, the booze are fine. Yeah, I mean, I expected that, I wore red. It's this. It's not called the city of good neighbors for nothing. <laughs> and it really, it holds up. You know, people, uh, you know, it's there's, there's table jumping, there's a little bit of uh, 
fisticuffs at some of these games, I will What's say. What's up with the fire tables now and jumping on those? So that's always been a thing. But we're setting them on fire? Yeah, that's always kind of been a thing. But I felt like it was going out of style for a while. Okay. But it's coming back in a big way. Okay. I'm, I'm not advocating for that. Yeah. Don't set the table on fire, please. Chiefs Kingdom, we've got some super fans that, you know. Do some crazy stuff. What? Rob some banks and stuff. Yeah. So the it, fire tables are nothing. That was the wolf, right? That was Chiefsaholic. Chiefsaholic. Okay, very good. All right, Mackenzie Nelson, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Go Chiefs! All right. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be very popular, but thank you for coming on. Let's give it up for Ryan Talbot, who's coming in the house now. Listen, this is the reason people come out to see this show. Uh, I, I don't like the fact that we are seven minutes in and you're just getting in here. So I want to start... You look at this game, and we're going to talk about so many pieces of this game. But to start, the vibe of this game, right? I've, talked to, I've been talking to fans all night long, and one of the things they've been asking me is like, all right, how do you feel about this? And, and I keep telling them, this has been a locker room that has been absolutely different than locker rooms that I've, I've covered in the past. There's always been that tension. There's always been that nervous energy, you know, before a playoff game. I don't know if anybody watched Deion Dawkins' press conference this week. But he is about as loose as a goose can be. And that really is permeated throughout the entire locker room. Looking at this Bills team, what are you expecting tomorrow? I expect just that, Matt. A, a very loose team. This is, you know, you saw Deion Dawkins, too, Instagram Live. They brought back the Friday dance party. Uh, this is a, a team that's been looking to have the Chiefs come to Highmark Stadium for some time now. And now you have it coming tomorrow night, 630. And, you know, I'm not writing off the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have as good a shot as anybody, but this is the least talented Chiefs roster that the Bills have had a chance at knocking off in the playoffs yet. And I know, you know, you worry about the injury concerns, but the Bills are going into this with that next man up mentality. And why not? Because everyone that's come in for these injured players has really stepped up for the team. So it's, it's a tale of two sides of the ball for the Chiefs. You have this offense who perennially has been such a good unit, and Patrick Mahomes has kind of led the way for what this Chiefs team has done. One of the things that's kind of flown under the radar over the years, I don't think this defense has ever gotten enough respect that it deserves. They've been a defense that's caused turnovers. That defensive line led by Chris Jones is really good. But this year, it's you look at some of the advanced numbers. This defense has been the unit that carries this team. They're turning the ball over more. The Kansas City Chiefs offense, they're not as effective in the red zone. So tomorrow... Which unit scares you more? Let's get into that a little bit. I would stick with the defense. Legereus Sneed is as good as they come at the cornerback position. Uh, you have Stephon Diggs lined up across from him, most likely. It'll be interesting to see what Joe Brady does. Do you put him in the slot? Do you move him pre-snap? Do you see if Sneed follows him? Chris Jones is a game wrecker on his own. Uh, this defense has had a good game plan for Josh Allen in terms of spies in terms of the, the type of defense that they run and they utilize. You know, obviously with, with offense with Patrick Mahomes, he's as good as they get in this league. Uh, this is the first matchup against Isaiah Pacheco this year, who's also very, very good. Travis Kelsey's still a top-tier tight end. But I still think it's the defense that worries me more about Kansas City than the offense going into this game. Right. To me, I feel like the thing that, is permeating out there. If I'm worried about anything as a Bills fan, it's that it seems like a lot of people are sleeping on Patrick Mahomes. And in a game like this, with Terrell Bernard potentially out, Taron Johnson, 
on track, it seems like, to play. Patrick Mahomes goes off in this game, and it, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Josh Allen in this offense against a really elite defense. I was talking to Osiris Torrance this week, and I started to think about, like, if you're looking around this locker room at, like, guys that are under a ton of pressure, I'm looking at oh, Osiris Torrance as a guy that, all right, how are you going to handle those one-on-one -on -one matchups against Chris Jones? Of course, they're going to send help. Mitch Morris is going to be asked to help. Spencer Brown, they might even chip some, some motion guys to try to help in that matchup. But this is a big spot for a rookie, and Joe Brady said he has not blinked at all. I asked him, how come you haven't blinked? And he said, it's how I was raised. Like, when I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of things. We didn't have a lot of, you know, uh, you know, a lot of weeks were hard. You know, they went through some hard times when he was a child. And he said, what I leaned on was, if I just do my part for my mom, for my grandma, things are going to be okay. And that's the kind of the mindset that he's taken as a part of this unit in practice this week. He's gone up against Andrew Brown. Uh, who came over on the practice squad. Not a lot of people talk about him. Former high-round draft pick who's on the Bears practice squad for a bit. He has been breaking down tape of Chris, Chris Jones so that he can emulate that in practice. It's a really confident Osiris Torrance coming into this game, and I know it hasn't always been perfect, but that to me is like, that's a big sign of, okay, you got a, a young player in a big spot. You need a big performance. He's coming in with a lot of confidence. ton of confidence, and you know, you talked about how he went from doing his part for his mom, doing his part for his grandma. Now he has to do his 111th on offense, as Sean McDermott says. And Osiris Torrance, to his credit, you know, it looked like at one point he was about to hit a rookie wall, but he, he bounced back. He rebounded from that. And this is not an mat easy matchup tomorrow against Chris Jones, but what can Joe Brady do to offset Chris Jones? How can you get him uh, maybe to be too aggressive? Can you drop off some quick passes to... James Cook, can you get the ball out quickly and, and keep Josh Allen upright? Can you roll him out? So it, it's a battle within the battle, but Osiris Torrance himself has had a great rookie season. You saw this O-line last year, Matt, and some of the struggles that they had. Just imagine what Osiris Torrance would be like next year in that system with that second year. But as a rookie, he's really stepped up in a big way for this Bills team. On the other side of the ball, I want to spend a few minutes here talking about Von Miller. Because I thought this was a, an interesting week from him. He hasn't talked to the media every week. When he decided to this week, you know, we were, basically was asked point blank, is this the kind of game that you were brought in to produce in? And it's a guy that, let's be honest, since he came back in week five, hasn't really been producing at the level that I think Bills fans have been hoping for. But I mentioned it earlier this week on the show. This is the first time all year I haven't noticed anything on that knee. I haven't noticed a sleeve, a brace. I think he's feeling like the old Von Miller. We saw some signs of that in the last game. And I think there's something that he could build on confidence-wise in that if you go back to the Chiefs game six weeks ago, Von Miller had what I think has been his best game since returning this season. And I think you need more of that. And he's played well against the Chiefs every time he's played them since he's come to the Bills. I thought Von Miller had a sneaky, solid game late for the Bills against Pittsburgh. Now. Not all four quarters, not when he was in there, but late in the game, he really did step up, Matt. He showed off a pass rush move where he got around the edge. He didn't have the complete bend that we saw pre-injury, but he was able to get around, get to the quarterback. Mason Rudolph just got it off. There's another play where he was right in Mason Rudolph's face. Rudolph bounced off of him, and he didn't record the sack. I saw more flashes in this game against Pittsburgh last week than I've seen all season long. So if you're a Bills fan hoping that Von Miller finally something's clicking or it's coming together, I think you can point to last week's game and say maybe we're starting to see some signs 
of his old self. And that's great because you already have A.J. Epinesa. You have Greg Rousseau, who had a great inside pass rush move last week. You have Leonard Floyd. They need to be able to utilize, you know, and that pass rush, get after Patrick Mahomes. They also have to be really smart up front in terms of limiting him as a rusher. One rush for eight yards the last time they played in the regular season. The D-line was outstanding in their regular season matchup. They need to step up in a big-time way tomorrow night. The Bills made two elevations today, bringing up the same as last week. Andy Isabella at wide receiver. He'll be in for Gabe Davis. And then A.J. Klein comes up off the practice squad. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the Bills, maybe potentially if Sam Martin couldn't go, and it seems like he is going to be able to go. The Bills released Matt Hawk. Um, you know, signing A.J. Klein and maybe shutting down Balen Specter for the year. But the more I got to thinking about that, they're really banged up at that position. Tyrell Dotson, when he plays this week, and it's expected that he will, he's not going to be 100%. It's that kind of time of year. Terrell Bernard, who's kind of iffy, he's going to be a game-time decision, he's banged up. If you end the season for Balen Specter and you suffer another big injury in this game at linebacker, you're going to need him. So I think it's one of those. I saw Balen Specter walking around the facility this week. It didn't look like he was laboring too much. It could be like a one-week kind of deal. Everybody seems to be in that day-to-day bucket. Um, but I think releasing Matt Hawk is a huge deal because they're confident that Sam Martin's going to be able to kick in this game. And that's a big, that is a huge deal because Sam Martin has been working with Tyler Bass all season as well as his holder. Uh, he's been kicking the ball extremely well as of late, Matt, in terms of punting. So when, when you saw him pull up lame last week against Pittsburgh, you thought the worst. And when they signed Matt Hawk to the practice squad, you thought the worst. But the fact that they released him today, that being Hawk, means Sam Martin is good to go. It means the Bills didn't have to do any kind of roster gymnastics. Right. You elevate the same players. Andy Isabella could handle kickoff returns. You saw him getting utilized a little bit in the receiving game. A uh, short pass that was off the mark from Allen in that game against Pittsburgh, but he can step up there. And then obviously A.J. Klein is someone that knows this system better than any other linebacker on this team. Obviously not as athletic as some of the guys here, but great to be able to have both of these guys in this matchup. We're out here at Wingnuts, 1402 Millersport Highway in Amherst, New York. If you have not been out to Wingnuts Bar and Grill yet, what are you waiting for? Get out. We'll be hanging out here all night, watching some football, some playoff football on a Saturday night. I want to talk about the Bills' offense when they have the ball because Legereus Sneed is about as good of a cornerback, especially with the way that he plays, the physical nature. We saw it on display against Tyreek Hill last week. That's a must-see matchup. Uh, Sneed versus Stephon Diggs. You know, Stefan Diggs in the locker room on Friday looked very much... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Confident. And, and it's kind of strange going into a matchup like this, going up against. But he's had some success, some sneaky success against the Chiefs over the last couple of seasons, regular seasons. It hasn't always translated to the playoffs. Do you feel like this is a Stephon Diggs game? Or are you looking at guys like Kincaid, Shakir, some of the other playmakers, James Cook? We could talk about him as well. Yeah, I'm not looking at this as a Stephon Diggs game, although I think he can hold his own against Legereus Sneed. I'm looking at this as a James Cook type of game. Their best uh, defensive tackle in terms of run stoppage is out, has been ruled out for this matchup. So 
get James Cook the ball. I also think this is a big game for Dolan Kincaid and Dawson Knox, Matt. If there's one personnel package that this Chiefs defense has struggled against, it's 12 personnel. So if you can get both of those players out there on the field, utilize them the way that they did last week against Pittsburgh, I think that they can create some headaches for that Chiefs defense. Yeah, to me, this is why you drafted Dalton Kincaid for this matchup. Because one of the interesting things, I was listening to all the Chiefs media this week, uh, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, but it was Steve Spagnola who really spent a lot of time, Chiefs defensive coordinator, talking about how hard it is to defend two tight ends at the skill level of Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. He's like, most teams, when they have one of those guys, it's hard. When you have two guys, it's a, it's a personnel package that they're going into this game, I think, a little bit concerned about. And listen, I think in 12 personnel, you can run the ball a little bit more effectively. You can get creative with your third tight end. You can, you can run some 13, get David Edwards out there and try to be physical. And I think Last week against the Steelers, we talked so much about them having to meet the physicality of the Steelers. I don't think that storyline's any not any different this week. The Chiefs are a physical football team on both sides of the ball. They're going to have to be physical and find a way to run the ball. And you know, I'm looking at James Cook, I'm looking at Ty Johnson, and probably Latavius Murray. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, you, you talk about either offense. The team that runs the ball more effectively, it's going to open up the play action pass. Uh, the Bills, like I said, didn't have to go against Isaiah Pacheco in that first matchup. James Cook has really evolved. He, he was great as a pass catcher against the Chiefs, but I think he's going to have a, a heavy workload as a runner, too, in this game. Whichever run game can really get going early on, that opens up the play action. It opens up targets to Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, Khalil Shakir, who whenever you, he has the ball in his hands, good things seem to happen. So, you know, this is going to be a complete type of game for both teams. This is not going to be a general shootout between Mahomes and Allen. Yeah, they're going to both lean on the run game to try to open things up for the passing game as well. I'm so interested to see what the environment is going to do to the Chiefs. And I know that it hasn't been made a big talking point in Kansas City. Uh, you know, we were talking to her earlier, and she, it's true. Like, they're, they're, I don't think anybody's worried about that. But I think Deion Dawkins coming out and saying, good luck to Patrick Mahomes, I mean, that tells you what they've probably heard from opposing teams that come in to Orchard Park. That place, I'm a little bit worried, right? Like so much of it talked about the pit and like yeah. sacrificing people to the pit. Yeah. Well, we might have to move the games over to the pit after this game because that place might come crumbling down. It is going to be an absolute crazy show tomorrow. Can I cannot even wait to see what the atmosphere is like at Highmark Stadium. Uh, it looks like the shovelers are a little bit further ahead than last week, so maybe we won't see those snowball celebrations getting thrown up into the air, but really excited because, you know, listen, this Chiefs team, they've been there before. They they have done it all, but this is the first true road playoff game because the Super Bowl is not the same. That's a neutral site. That's 50-50. Uh, this is going to be much different for them. And, you know, Quentin Morris, the team's third tight end, put out a challenge to the Bills Mafia today on social media. He showed the, uh, the decibel level at Arrowhead Stadium and said, you know, Bills Mafia – we need you to kind of match this tomorrow at uh, evening. And I think the Bills Mafia are going to be up for the task. So it's going to be a, a crazy atmosphere. You know how Bills fans can get. It's going to be interesting if it affects the Chiefs at all. You know, we talked earlier this week, their right tackle, Juwan Taylor, more false starts than any other tackle in this league this season. With that crowd, with that noise, it's going to be very easy for him to move a little bit early. And if they can get the Chiefs' offense backed up, getting them shooting themselves in the foot, so to speak, that bodes well for the Bills. Yeah, and I think the other piece to playing in this environment is 
the pre-snap communication, it's just not as going to be as crisp and good as it is in Arrowhead. And that is an advantage for the Bills' defensive line. I'm talking about Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, who we haven't talked about yet, but Daquan Jones is quietly kind of rounding into form. And I think we're kind of reaching that ascent to maybe the Daquan Jones that was playing early in the season. He's probably not going to be at 100% at any point this year, but I think learning to play through that injury, we're going to see the best version of him tomorrow. The best version of Daquan Jones, the best version of Ed Oliver coming off of a game where he had 10 pressures against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know what you have coming off the edge. If the Bills can make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable up the middle, if they can limit Isaiah Pacheco as a runner, this is going to really challenge you know, Mahomes in that offense because in terms of the pass catchers and the talent on this team, they're more limited, like I said, than ever before than what we've seen from this roster. So one of the cool things uh, that we did last week was we brought a couple of fans uh, out here uh, to talk a little bit about the Bills. And this isn't just a fan, but everybody give it up for A.J. Sobalski. Former Shout intern, now uh, high school and Bills reporter for the Batavia Daily News. Big come up. Literally, I got to look up to you, man. Congratulations. I want to shake your hand on the on the show. All right, you're bringing a topic into the pro- program here tonight. What do you got for us? Yeah, I want to talk about Josh Allen's legacy in this game. I think Josh Allen, you know, you look at his going back to high school, zero-star recruit, comes into college, his Fresno State team that he wants to play for doesn't give him an opportunity. I think Josh Allen for this weekend has a big opportunity to supplement and implement his, you know, legacy on his in his career, and I think Josh Allen is very talented, um, and he's doing everything the right way this season. I think he's been giving the ball, sharing the ball to Shakir Davis and Kate. I think he's done a good job of that. I know, you know, Davis is out with the injury, but I think that Josh Allen has a very good opportunity here to get past Patrick Mahomes, get over that hump that has kind of plagued him throughout his career. And Josh has had his success against Mahomes in his career. He's won three games; they're three and three, head to head. And he's never beaten him in the playoffs. So I think Josh has a great opportunity to get past that and, uh, you know, move past the Chiefs, which is the ultimate goal for this team the last few years. Legacy is a huge part of this game. And, you know, I shared a a video on my Instagram today of Josh Allen's face at the end of the 13 seconds game. It was kind of making its way around social media. And you see just the dejection and the heartbreak and you think back to Diggs in the AFC title game back in 2020 and the dejected look on his face as he stared and watched the Chiefs celebrate. This has been the team year in and year out. I get that they lost to the Bengals last year. That's been the team that's ended their season, that's crushed their dreams, that's crushed Bills fans' dreams. And to me, it's all been leading up to this point, the build the way they've pivoted, the way they built this team, why they went out and they signed Von Miller, why they went out and they drafted Osiris Torrance and brought in Connor McGovern. It's to beat this team. And legacy is on the line because if you look back at Dan Marino's career, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, he is constantly brought down by the fact that he never won a Super Bowl, and that's just the truth of the matter. And I think Josh Allen knows that, and that's on the line tomorrow. Yeah, it's absolutely on the line tomorrow, and like you said, they're three and three against one another, but two of those wins by Mahomes have come in the playoffs when it's really mattered most. And that's not Josh Allen's fault. Obviously, he had the, gave the Bills the lead with 13 seconds in one playoff matchup. But if you can knock him off here in this game tomorrow, it, it's 
reminiscent of Pe- uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. It took Peyton Manning three times to knock off Brady in the playoffs in the in the Patriots. You think of Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, and how long it took him to defeat the bad boys of the Detroit Pistons to finally get over that hump. As good as the Baltimore Ravens are looking right now, up 31 to 10, this is that proverbial monkey on the back. Remember Steve Young finally winning that first Super Bowl and you can get that monkey off the back? You defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. You're not worried about that anymore. And you're, I think you're going in very, very loose to the AFC Championship game. So for the Bills, for Josh Allen, this is a huge moment for this team. All right, before you get out of here, you got a prediction for this one? I, I have a feeling I know who you're going to pick. Yeah, I'm going to go Bills 28, Chiefs 27. I know, I know it's a nail biter. I know, you know, it's going to, the fans are going to be very stressed out, but Josh Allen, again, he's been in this moment before. It's time for him to overcome that moment. Sean McDermott's been in this moment before. It's his defense now. So with McDermott calling plays, it's been a next man up mentality all season. I think Josh Allen and the boys get it done at home. And it looks like they're going to be advancing to Baltimore uh, against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, who, again, Lamar Jackson's an MVP. He probably will be the MVP, but in my book, uh, Josh Allen's the most valuable player in football. There we go. A.J. Sabalski. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, A.J. All right, so we're sharing um, wing nuts tonight. Uh, there's a powerlifting party in the back room, and there was a big uh, event today, and I'm going to bring in Joy here. I want you to introduce yourself and let everybody know what was going on today. So I am Joy Ryan Fleisch, and there was a powerlifting event at Kenmore and Barbell Fitness. And I heard some some records were set. A little bit, maybe. Yeah. What happened? What were the records? So I squatted 363 pounds. <laughs> I benched 265 pounds. And I deadlifted 402 today. So a total of 1,030 pounds. Wow. So check this out. Uh, two summers ago, I sent a video to somebody on the beat of me in my garage deadlifting. I think it was 150. So I am in awe of you right now. That's pretty awesome. So you grew up in Buffalo, right? Uh, what part of town? Uh, Cheektowaga. Cheektowaga. Okay. And you're a huge Bills fan, correct? Yes. I have a signed Allen jersey, actually. Okay. And Diggs jersey. Okay. So. so what do you got? What's your pick for tomorrow? How do you think it's going to go? Bills 31, Chiefs 28. 31-28? Are you nervous? No. No. We got this in the bag. Everybody give it up for Joy. That's awesome. World records, setting world records. Thank you so much. All right. So we got to get into our predictions here. Yeah. Okay? I'm going to let you start. We'll see where our our numbers are because we're usually right on the money. I don't know who you're picking. So this is a big moment here. Go ahead. So for this one, Matt, I have Joe Brady being the X factor in this matchup. The Bills know this Chiefs offense and defense. They've played them so many times over the years. The Chiefs have only played Joe Brady one time in his offense, and that was, yes, just a few weeks ago. But as time has gone on each week, you've seen Brady sprinkle in a little bit of his offense. So there's a little bit more unknown when it comes to what this Bills offense can do. You saw them march up and down the field last week against Pittsburgh. And, yes, they left some points on the board, but I have the Bills winning this one. Moving on to the AFC Championship game, Bills 30, Chiefs 24. Dude, that's really close. I'll get to mine in a second. We got a Chiefs fan in the house. 
I told him he could come on the show. Come on in here before we get to my predictions. All right. All right. What's your name? My name is Lux. I'm from Canada. Put that out there. Thank you. Thank you. But let's go Chiefs. Okay. So. Okay, how did you become a Chiefs fan? Did you just like, oh, Patrick Mahomes in 2017? I'm oh, like, I'm in. I look older than that. I know I shaved. I look older than that. But my cousin was playing Madden with Priest Holmes running for 31 touchdowns. All right. So I chose that team like 18-ish years ago. 18 years of this. I you respect know, that actually because fair. Priest Holmes took me to a couple fantasy championships you know, back in the day. When I was a kid, if my brother took the Bills in Tecmo Super Bowl, I took the Chiefs, Christian Okoye, Barry Foster, lethal run game. So people, youngsters these days, I'm looking at you, Owen and Lucas, you don't understand what Christian Okoye was bringing back in the day. Yeah. That Nigerian dude was like nightmare. almost 300 pounds and coming downhill at you, he was a different flavor. All right, what do you got for tomorrow? What do I got? So when you guys were talking about the run game, that is critical. But I want to mention James Cook because last time they played, we had Nick Bolton. That was his first game back after breaking his wrist or whatnot. And we didn't have um, – we didn't have Pacheco either, but we didn't have um, the, the L.A. Chargers um, linebacker. I forgot. Oh, Drew Tranquil. Drew Tranquil. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bro, I'm in enemy territory. I don't know. But what I can say is Nick Bolton – what an amazing Super Bowl performance. Super Bowls. We can talk about that, eh? Weird. I told you, I'm Canadian. No, but it, it really it really comes down to if we can keep Josh Allen contained from outside the pocket. If he rushes like he did last week against the Steelers, not too confident. But we've got Willie Gay spy on him. I think we'll be all right. All right. What's the score? Oh, y'all on a score prediction. Yeah. I thought you had this all ready to go. No, the, the Chiefs offense has been a, been a little up and down, so we'll go 26 to 22. For the Chiefs, obviously. obviously. All right. Give it up for Lex. Coming into enemy territory. All right, buddy. All right, before we wrap this up, did anybody else want to come up? I saw a couple people kind of anxious up there. Out there, anybody else want to come up before we close this thing down? <clears throat> All right. I'm going to give my prediction. It's very similar to yours. Listen, AJ was talking about this is a Josh Allen game. This is a Sean McDermott game for me. He's been here before. There's been a lot of pressure on Sean McDermott this whole season. Sitting at 6-6, six and six, I did national radio shows, and they were asking me, is he going to make it to the end of the year? Is he going to get fired? And obviously, he's gone on a run. He's got this team to go on a run making the switch to Joe Brady, <clears throat> he seemed like a different guy to me. He seemed like somebody that understands the role that he's in. He needs to be bigger in, in, in big moments, and he will be tomorrow. He's going up against Andy Reid, and I think that offense is constantly spinning, trying to find answers. To me, Sean McDermott taking over the defensive coordinator role has been exactly what this team needed doesn't matter who plays tomorrow. I think this defense is going to have answers for this offense. It's not the same offense. Travis Kelsey can't hold on to the football, which is a big problem when you're going against the Bills in Buffalo, okay? And Josh Allen is in superhero mode. 
30-28, the Bills win, go on to the AFC title game in Baltimore next week. All right. I can't wait for this game, man. We've done so much talking about this all week week. long. Tomorrow, I want to give you the final thought, though. Final word. Yeah, final thought, Bills Mafia. Listen, show up and show out just like you did one week ago. It was unbelievable. Like I said, the snowball celebrations, the way that this fan base has supported the team, shoveling everything else. Be loud. Be present. Be there for maybe a special I'm really disappointed in you, Ryan. I give you the final word, and I thought you were going to tell the story about your shirt from the hotel lobby earlier today. Oh, yeah, no. So, hotel lobby, we check in tonight. I will. You you love this, don't you? Go ahead. So, we're checking in, and this woman goes, well, is is that you on on the T-shirt? I'm like... Oh, you know, it's it's hard to mistake the big bald guy. I guess maybe the big show from like WWE or something like that. But I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. She goes, is that Josh Allen next to you? And I'm like, oh, Perino's gonna love this. You know story. what I said when he told me that? I said Josh Allen wishes. All right, for Ryan Talbot, I am Matt Perino. We will see you tomorrow after the game. Thank you for watching. Shout, hit that like, subscribe as well on YouTube. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care, everybody.